Hello, and welcome to The Promise of Discovery, a podcast where members and investigators at the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center talk about their research in intellectual and developmental disabilities. Good afternoon. My name is Elise McMillan, and I'm director of the Vanderbilt Kennedy University Center for Excellence in Developmental Disabilities. And today I'm here with Dr. Jeff Newell, director of the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center. Good afternoon, Jeff. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. I'm really looking forward this afternoon to be talk about how we're enhancing Down syndrome research at Vanderbilt. And while we're going to focus more on that, first, I'd like to know a little bit more about you and how you became involved in this work. So we know you're director of the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center. Tell us, what, what does it mean to be the director of a major research center at a major medical center? Well, the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center, you know, we're focused on improving the lives of people with developmental disabilities using very broad methods in terms of uh, looking at research to um, try to make an impact and then trying to deliver that research and then trying to teach people about how to deliver that research. So we have a broad connection with the research community at Vanderbilt, but obviously, as you well know, throughout um, the communities of care um, throughout the state and even throughout the nation. And then, of course, with educational programs to try to train both providers, but also um, community organizations and and caregivers on how to um, impact the lives of people with developmental disabilities. And how did you get interested in this area of disabilities research? Well, as a child neurologist, I've been very interested in children and their problems, especially from a neurological standpoint, and trying to think about what we could do um, to improve uh, how we, how these people feel and function and how they can Im- live their lives uh, with the greatest impact and how we can help people, the caregivers, um, also achieve those goals. Um, so, you know, probably starting from <clears throat> a clinical experiences of seeing people in my clinic who have various disabilities and trying to imagine all the ways that we can um, help these people out. Thank you. So let's turn now to the area of Down syndrome research. And we have, we've had a longstanding Down syndrome clinic at the medical center. We've had various Down syndrome research projects. But I know that year before last, when we were awarded this um, grant from the NIH, the National Institutes of Health, we were very excited that this gives us the opportunity to really enhance the Down syndrome research going on at the medical center. So could you tell us more about what that award means and what we'll, we will be able to do with that? Yes. When the NIH announced um, interest in expanding research across the country in Down syndrome, we recognized that we had a great opportunity to utilize funds from that age to enhance what we're doing here locally. And that's built upon a longstanding strength that we've seen here at Vanderbilt, both in the Kennedy Center and throughout the medical center and the university of interest in Down syndrome. As you mentioned, the Down syndrome clinic is a very active clinic taking care of children with Down syndrome. 
Additionally, there have been a number of researchers that have been interested. What we're able to do with this funding is to bridge between the clinic and the researchers, but also extend into a different dimension, utilizing resources and infrastructure that exists in the medical center. And specifically, that is an extensive electronic medical record and the opportunity to evaluate that and link that to existing bio samples that are being stored to be able to understand um, things within Down syndrome that I think we don't really understand as well as we'd like to. And what would be some examples of those? So some of the things that we're looking at using the existing medical records is to understand what other problems might exist in people with Down syndrome. What other, we'd call that medical comorbidities. We already know there's a number of problems people with Down syndrome experience at different rates than people who don't have Down syndrome. For example, we know that heart malformations are very have a high rate in people with Down syndrome. We know that people with Down syndrome have a higher rate of various blood problems that look kind of like leukemia. But we don't know what other kinds of issues may arise at a higher rate. So because we have that large medical record, we can mine that and evaluate it and try to find things that maybe we didn't recognize before. Furthermore, we can try to use that information to try to predict who who has who are the people who have Down syndrome who are, might be at more at risk for some of the problems we do know exist. Let's again talk about the cardiac malformations. We may be able to ask, well, who is at more risk to have severe problems uh, with the cardiac malformations and might need earlier surgical interventions or might have more complications after they have surgeries? Who are the people who are more at risk to have this leukemia-like feature in their blood? And to be able to develop a model to predict that so we could identify those people before they have that and maybe intervene early or provide guidance on these types of problems. So it sounds like this really fits into the whole notion of personalized medicine, personalized care, which I know is also important to you. Yeah, it's very important, and I think it's exactly what one of the things that I'd like to see us really emphasize within the Kennedy Center, which is precision or personalized care for people with developmental disabilities. And yes, that would be a good example if we could say, we could try to predict this, identify a person and say, well, you are more likely to have, um, you're at increased risk to have this problem. Again, if you might be more at risk to have a blood problem when, when you have Down syndrome, we might be able to follow that more closely or even develop an intervention that might help that person themselves. So in terms of families who have a member with, a Down, with Down syndrome participating, if I come into the Down syndrome clinic, will I be asked to participate? Or what are the different ways to get involved here? Well, and that's a great question, and that's um, another big part of the project. So the initial things I was describing was based on existing data within the medical record. Um, but what we'd really like to do is start finding people and getting their information so we can follow them over time. And that's why using this funding, we're developing a more systematic registry. So that would allow people within the Down syndrome clinic to indicate that they were interested in participating in this 
type of research. And we would be able to start bringing them into research projects. So within the Downson and with the funding we have, we've established a connection with a research coordinator to the Down Syndrome Clinic to enroll people in this registry to indicate that they're interested in participating in research. And we hope that that would complement the evaluations that we're doing on the existing data by generating new data. Furthermore, we think that this is a great opportunity to exactly bridge between this existing large clinic and these researchers. And that bridge hasn't been as robust as we would like it. And this would provide an opportunity to enhance that connection. So you've really addressed this next question in some ways, but I want to be sure this this is so exciting, and I think there's so much potential here. What do you see coming next in this area of research? One of the things that I think is very exciting, which is a part of our project, but it's sort of the uh, we'd be scratching the surface of it, is um, to use the samples, these bio samples that exist in the medical center, to do. Um, more advanced genetics. So we know that people with Down syndrome have a chromosomal abnormality. Um, and we know that then they have other medical issues like cardiac malformations. But not everybody with Down syndrome has cardiac malformations. So it's not just that one chromosomal abnormality that is causing the cardiac malformations. And so we have a hypothesis or an idea that there may be other genetic risk factors that predispose them to have cardiac problems. And so using this biobank, this repository, we can analyze the DNA and look for other genetic changes that interacting with the Down syndrome chromosomal abnormalities might lead to a further increased risk. So that's the that's the kind of work we're doing within the project, but the concept, that that, ex, that it provides an opportunity to consider that in a general way, to be able to look at, again, other things that we may identify, other uh, medical comorbidities or other problems I have, like, say, the blood problems, to, again, understand, is there an interaction with these other genetic factors? But even expanding beyond that, that's providing what the genetic risk is, but we might be able to expand out to say what are the other, say, environmental or social factors that might also interact to further enhance the risk of having these problems or protect, potentially, protect from um, these types of problems. And I think that you know there's a lot of interest um, expanding into the lifespan of people with Down syndrome and all developmental disabilities. Um, and I think that's a big frontier, is understanding um, how things change over time. What are the um, strengths or problems that we didn't recognize that might come up as people who were children with Down syndrome become adults with Down syndrome? And I know, again, thanks to research and, and lots of work, really the lifespan for people with Down syndrome has expanded to almost doubled now, I think, life expectancy um, because of some of this work that's gone on. So um, I think it's probably too soon for any kind of results or returns, but we'll be looking for that um, in the next over the next few years. Yeah, I think that we are making real progress on um, 
looking at that existing data set, like I said, and we're starting to get some preliminary information about connections between different um, medical issues and Down syndrome, that analysis is going on right now. And we hope, you know, by the end of the year, we'll have some interesting findings. Similarly, that genetics is expanding into that realm. I think one of the things that we're very interested in is continuing this work um, beyond the cycle of this grant. So have now that we have this connection um, between the clinic and the research, to be able to um, continue that connection, to be able to continue enrolling people and have a registry so we can follow people over time. The other thing that we're very interested in is trying to expand our clinical care beyond the time that people are children. So as you said, our lifespan has increased dramatically. So trying to imagine how we can incorporate and expand the clinical services beyond childhood, especially because with um, one of the things we have learned with Down syndrome, with the ex increased survival, um, we found that there is an increased risk for developing a basically Alzheimer's dementia in people with Down syndrome. And so that's an important thing for us to understand and prepare for, but also it's a very important thing for us to try to understand why um, and then try to develop interventions uh, to um, improve the cognitive status for these people who might be becoming demented. And obviously this is very important for the people who have Down syndrome, but it also has a broad importance um, not only for people with Down syndrome who are developing Alzheimer's, but people who are just developing Alzheimer's um, because we think that the things we can learn from people with Down syndrome developing these dementias can be probably applied to people who have dementias um, that are typically in older ages. Well, it's been really interesting um, discussing uh, what we're trying to do to enhance Down syndrome research at Vanderbilt and within the Kennedy Center. I'm very interested, Elise, um, on your perspective, um, as a person who has been working in the Kennedy Center and thinking about um, reaching out to communities and engaging uh, people who have Down syndrome, and more importantly, as a mother of a person who has Down syndrome, I really would like to get your feedback on what you think would be important um, in this effort. What would be the kind of things that we could do um, to enhance research uh, within the Kennedy Center and Vanderbilt that would make an impact on your family, on the families you know, on the individuals with Down syndrome, really across the lifespan? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you so much. And, and you are right. I, I've been lucky enough to see this work expand since I've been here. But there are still so many important questions in Down syndrome that we don't know. And I think research Partnering the community with researchers is key. Um, clear communications back and forth so that families and individuals with Down syndrome understand what's going on. And I think back when um, our son, Will, is now 31. I think about when he was born, and in those early years, we were so lucky to be part of many of the communications um, and speech development studies here because there was clear information on how to participate, and we worked in that area. Um, Will is also one of the people with Down syndrome now affected by the heart conditions, and we're looking at um, possible heart surgery, 
but again, uh, I, I feel like we've been able to partner with the researchers, letting us know what's going on, letting us asking us what's important to us. And when you have that kind of partnership, I think the sky's the limit into what you can achieve. So I, I really do think of it as a partnership and not just somebody's research topic or not just listening to a family, but really the blending of both those um, researchers and families makes it stronger and very effective. That's great. Thank you. That's a really great feedback. And I know that uh, this is something that uh, is very important to us. It's very important for us to understand um, what the families and the communities how they would like to be engaged, how they would like to help influence what we're doing. And it's a very important thing to us, so I appreciate your effort. Sure. And, and Jeff, I know this. the topic today is Down syndrome research. An area of research for you is Rett syndrome. And I know that's really been a hallmark of the work that you've done, that, that you go out of your way to work with families and family groups and get that impact. And I think that's, you know, that's a hallmark of the work that we do here at the Kennedy Center. So um, one final question before we wrap things up. Are there ways the VKC has supported this research? Now, the answers might be a little bit different from people who aren't the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center director, but how has the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center supported the research in this area? Yeah, I think the way we've really supported the, the research in this area is trying to help provide the infrastructure to probably the backbone um, you know we we need the people who are doing the research they're the people who are driving the ideas um, and then the people in the clinic are you know interacting with the the people who are affected with down syndrome and the, obviously the people who have down syndrome are the participants the kennedy center is trying to find provide the backbone of the things to make that happen so making the connections providing the registry and the databases and the coordinators and the connections. So that's the kind of things we do. And we, we, we're we really dependent on all the other components of it, which is everyone else. Yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for being a guest today and, and sitting down and taking time to talk about this really important area. Great. It's been a lot of fun. Thanks. Thank you for listening to The Promise of Discovery. Be sure to visit the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center website at vkc.vumc.org to learn more about today's episode. And tune in next time for more on the innovative research and intellectual and developmental disabilities from the Vanderbilt Kennedy Center.